What is up, Steel Scudians? Happy Saturday, October 30th, 2021, episode number 138, another Smooth Jams Saturday here on the study session. This is the Steelers Saturday mailbag edition where I get to all your questions, comments, and feedback that you sent me throughout the week via email or through Twitter. Just want to tell you how appreciative and grateful I am for all of you sharing that with me. It does mean a lot to me that you reach out, that we connect, that you are a supporter of the Still Study. Makes my heart feel good. But anyway, my gratitude to you for supporting the site. Please continue to share with your family and friends. And as I've already mentioned, please drop me a line via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com and give me a follow on Twitter at stillstudy. Would love to connect with you. Got a fun show for you today. Don't forget that I also do a podcast with Jim Wexel of the Steel City Insider. We published every Tuesday between 6 and 6.15 a.m. We record at 5 a.m. We are up early. That requires about a 4.30 a.m. wake up. We get after it. Talk everything Steelers, the contest they just played on Saturday, or excuse me, Sunday. And this week, Jim and I will be covering the contest versus the Browns. Jim is a wealth of information related to the Steelers, having covered the team since 1995. You don't want to miss it. It is linked in the show notes, so check that out. And we'll jump into it. I want to start today by giving a shout-out to Douglas Prosterog. Douglas follows a study on Twitter, and he tweeted me, yeah, that rushing attack and he's talking about the Browns, is going to test the team a lot. Will be interesting to see if McFarlane gets a helmet on game day or if they wait a while. Ben's basically a bionic man at this point whose age has caught up to him. Limit his passes, rely on Harris. First of all, Douglas, thank you so much. Douglas is like the, the, the pioneer friend of the show. He reaches out here occasionally via Twitter. He's always got great insight. We were comparing depth chart predictions there prior to the start of the season. But Douglas would have to agree with you. The Browns rushing attack is pretty powerful, first in the league. The Steelers are going to have their hands full, but they have to sell out to stop it. I, In reference to McFarlane, I think he does get the helmet this weekend, and I'm hopeful that he's going to provide that element of speed that the team is missing right now. But my only concern there is he really hasn't showed that He didn't show that in his rookie season. He really didn't show that in the preseason. So skeptical that he's going to be able to make that happen, but I'm hopeful that he will. And then in terms of Ben being a bionic man, I mean, how could you not agree with that statement? He has struggled this year with his mobility, his mechanics because of injuries to his hips, his arthritic knees. He's just got to play within the system, be that Ben 2.0 that I've been talking about. It's unfortunate that his age has caught up to him, but I hope he's got a few rounds left in him. And yes, limit his passes and rely on Harris. 100% agree with you there. Najee's the future of this team. Douglas, thanks, man. Hope you're doing well. Looking forward to catching up with you again soon. And thanks for kicking off the... Saturday Steelers mailbag. (laughs) And then we're going to jump here to 
first question is coming to us from Cordell in Texas. That's Cordell with a C, not a K. Cordell writes in, does Melvin Ingram get traded? If so, for what? Any other players you can see getting moved before the deadline? Cordell, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Is Melvin Ingram getting traded? Ooh, I mean, I, I beat the drum all summer about the need for depth at outside linebacker. And whenever they sign Ingram, I was super happy and thrilled because he does provide that quality depth. And that's the one thing that makes me hesitant about this whole process is moving him in a trade because let's say there is an injury to TJ Watt or to Alex Highsmith, then you're relying on Derek Tuska, who was a one double A college football player, not a lot of experience. And they could make the trade, but then they would have to sign somebody. Maybe they would look at bringing Cassius Marsh back, but I'm just hesitant for them to have such a drop off there at that third inside backer knowing that Watt and Highsmith have already been injured this year and should one of them go down, they're going to need a quality or outside linebacker. So for that reason, I'm hesitant. But the other side of this is you don't want to keep a guy around who doesn't want to be on the roster, who's going to cause problems, who's going to be a malcontent, who's not going to give you their 100% effort. So I do worry about that. And if that's the case, that he's going to be more of a headache than a benefit, then yeah, you move him. And in terms of what they could get for Ingram, I think a fifth rounder is probably the most optimistic. I don't think they can get higher than anything than that. He is 32 years of age. He does have some wear on him. But if there is a a needy team at that pass rushing position, maybe they could go as high as a fourth rounder, though I think that's unlikely. I think best case scenario, fifth rounder. They could do a player-for-player trade. And if they could find someone out there, maybe a young, unproven guy who's got speed and can take the top off the defense, maybe they do the exchange there. But I I would say it's more than likely would be a draft pick if he gets moved. And then in terms of any other players being traded, Cordell, there is one player that I could see being moved, and that's Eric Ebron because he just doesn't provide you reliability and dependability as a receiver. He definitely doesn't give you anything in the blocking game. And with Freyermuth starting to come on and with as well as Gentry has been blocking and knowing what is available in Kevin Rader, I think if you could get a six-round pick for Ebron, maybe even a fifth rounder, you move him. You move him. But will that happen? We don't know. The Steelers have till the 2nd of November to make a move. It doesn't look like either Ingram or Ebron are going to play this weekend. So that could be telling. Maybe they're being held back because they're going to be shipped out. But if the Steelers could collect some draft capital here, I think they should go ahead and do it and put their future faith in Freyermuth and Gentry. Beans from Ontario. What up, Beans? (laughs) And this is just a really straightforward question. It says, Mayfield or Burrow? Pick. How about neither? 
Now, Beans, thank you so much for your question. I mean, this one's easy for me. It's Burrow. Coming into the season, over the offseason, I talked about how impressed I was with Joe Burrow. And I do believe he's going to be an elite quarterback. He's going to He's going to own the North for a period of time unless the Steelers are able to find somebody at quarterback. I don't think Lamar Jackson is that guy. I like Baker Mayfield's competitiveness, his edge, his attitude. He's got a rocket for an arm. But in terms of consistency and accuracy, I don't know if he's fully there yet. Now, he can get there. But in terms of being the more complete, polished player as of right now and who's got the better trajectory in terms of career, it's Joe Burrow. But man, I just can't stomach knowing that the Bengals are going to be set with the franchise quarterback for an extended period of time. The biggest concern with Burrow has to be his injury history and his durability. And if you're the Bengals, that's what you have to worry about. And that's where getting an offensive lineman, offensive line in front of him that can protect him, keep him upright, that's got to be a priority. But Beans, thank you for the question. And then finally, we have Jamie from Nebraska who writes in, Jeremy, with all the injuries that Ben has experienced so far this year, will he make it through the season? Jamie, thank you for your question. I hope, I hope the thing with Ben, he's 39. If he's feeling this way now, and he's been pretty vocal about feeling pretty lousy and beat up and achy and sore and hurting, and if he's been that open and honest about that, all it's going to take is one shot, and that could... Uh, and I'm not trying to be negative negative here. That could end the season. It's just, it's the reality. He's an older quarterback. Not only that, he's an older quarterback with a lot of wear on him. We're seeing that affect his play. And no, I wouldn't be surprised. Jamie, if he took a shot and that ended up being it for him and we see the Mason-Rudolph era begin. Do I want that to happen? Hell no. I don't want Ben to go out that way. He's given so much to this franchise, to the city, to the fans that I want him to have some success and finish more than some success, a lot of success. And I want him to finish the season in a positive fashion. And this offensive line is getting better, incrementally better. And hopefully that's enough to protect him, to keep him upright. So, I mean, and he's on pace for a decent statistical season. It's not going to be hateful. So I am sending the positive vibes and messages out to the universe to protect Big Ben, keep him healthy, keep him safe, keep him upright. Make those knees and that hip and that pec feel good enough to get some dubs moving forward and starting with this one this weekend in Cleveland. And studying.
studying, 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 studying. Thank you so much for joining me on this smooth jams. Saturday Steelers mailbag. Here on the study session, episode 138. With your host, that's me, Jeremy Ritz. Again, gratitude to you. And I'm wishing you an amazing Saturday. A pleasant, beautiful, blessed, electric, happy, fantastic Saturday. Spend some time with your family and friends. Take a moment to pause and reflect on your life, what's good in your life. And there's a lot of goodness there if you just stop, take a moment, and take stock. We get the opportunity to breathe and make choices and be with the people we love. And we get the opportunity to watch the Pittsburgh Steelers play football every Sunday. Man, that's just even a miracle to be able to sit down, chill with your peeps this Sunday at 1 o'clock. And let's hope we watch the Steeler team pull out the W. But again, thank you so much for being a supporter, for being a dear, dear studying. It means the world to me. And just one programming note, the Still Study Podcast is going to be a day late this week. It will not be available until Sunday morning, switching it up a little bit. So please make your programming note for that. And as we close out, let me leave you with this. And you should be able to recite it by now. I'm going to say the first part and then you finish the rest in your head, all right? Not everybody is a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, but make it a great day, everybody. Love you guys. Peace out.